Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Pearls and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. My name is Kahala, and I'm your host. Today, we are going to meet with two dynamic women who are leading NAACP chapters here in the state of Illinois. As we all know, there's much going on in the world today, and the NAACP is on top of all of it. And today with us today, we have President Robin Carey Boyd of the East St. Louis chapter of the NAACP and Francine Nicholson, president of the O'Fallon, Illinois chapter of the NAACP. And we are so happy to have both of you with us today. Thank you for having Glad us. Glad to be here. There's so much to discuss, ladies. Yes. I, I mean, there's so much to discuss and we'll try to take it piece by piece, right? We're, okay. we're not going to just, and we'll try to flesh out many of the issues and things that I know you all are addressing on a daily basis. But first... Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Okay. Well, you've said I'm Robin Carey Boyd, and I serve as the first female president of the East St. Louis branch, 3013, since the 1960s. So I proudly say that. I repeat it and let everybody know that often I say, who rules the world? <laughs> and so I am just happy to be the president of the um, East St. Louis branch. But first... I am a wife mm -hmm. and a mother, a daughter, a proud Nana, and a woman of God. So I do that, and then I can move forward to serve. I also serve as the president of the National Panhellenic Council of East St. Louis, so I cannot um, not mention that because the two, they work so well together. They do, and actually we always go into that next. Are you Greek? <laughs> well... I do Here we go. serve as a <laughs> member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, and I am a, actually, I am just now a 40-year member, uninterrupted oh, membership. Congratulations. So I'm proud of that. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yes. That is awesome. Well, that is a true legacy, and like you said, I'm sure Pan Hale and the NAACP yes. work so well together, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Yes. Uh, thank you. Please introduce yourself and tell us all about you. Hi, I'm Francine Nicholson, and I'm the president of the O'Fallon Metro East NAACP, as well as the Illinois State Conference second vice president. And so I serve the O'Fallon Metro East area, O'Fallon, Fairview, Swansea, all those areas, and I just love what I'm doing, yeah. And are you a member of a Greek little organization? I am. Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated. Awesome, yep. awesome. See, and look at that, okay? Because, you know, we love the, the D9 and mm -hmm. all things, and so we have, and people are always like, oh, well, I'm not, you know, an Alpha Kappa Alpha. Well, I'm like, Pearls and Politics podcast is for every woman, okay? Right. So we've had Zetas, Deltas, Sigma Gamma Rose. We have had everyone, folks who are not in Greek letter organizations. I happen to be an alpha woman, but Pearls and Politics podcast is for pearls of information and political information, not misinformation, and that is for all communities of color. So now that we've got those introductions out of the way, please tell us your individual journeys with the NAACP and how you all came to be president and what your chapters are doing today. Well, I have been a member of the NAACP probably for 13 to 15 years. Um, I was just a member, and then I started to work. 
I started to attend meetings and I'm a hard worker. I, if you know me, you know I'm a hard worker. So uh, the previous administration uh, took me under his wing and uh, allowed me to lead in many aspects, such as um, we did a, a walk in Belleville uh, against violence. And we did um, a series of Facebook sessions on um, education and politics and um, different things. Yeah, I think it was four. So we had like three phases of the process. So I didn't know when I started phase one, I was going to have to do the others, but it just kind of fell into place. And then I became uh, second vice president of the branch. And then I evolved into the first vice president. And before I knew it, uh, I had been uh, elected by the executive committee to become the president and then reelected by the body. Okay. So, so you initially became president when? I uh, officially, the first round was March of 21. And then I was elected by the body in uh, November of 22. Okay. Well, congratulations. Yes. And congratulations on being the first woman to hold that position. That's always, you know, we love that here, that whole first thing and first woman and first person of color. And so that is definitely a trailblazing move. And so it is just awesome for you to be in that position. And so, President Nicholson, how did you, how long have you been involved? And then how did you transition? I've been involved for 14 years. Our chapter was chartered in 20. 2008, I'm sorry, 2008. Mm -hmm. And we chartered because in the area that we're in, we needed representation. Absolutely. And we did not have that. We had the East St. Louis chapter, but their needs are different than the O'Fallon Metro East chapter. Mm -hmm. And so my bishop, Bishop Judd Dudley, uh -huh. uh, he became the uh, president of the branch. I remember and, that. Uh -huh. mm -hmm, yep, and he was the president until um, 2014. At that time, he wanted to step aside because he was just so busy. He couldn't give the NAACP what it needed. Mm -hmm. I served as his treasurer. He asked me if I would run to be the president. And I said, I would only if you continually pray for me in this position. <laughs> because Absolutely. there's a lot involved. Absolutely. And so in 2014, I became the president. First female also. <laughs> and from there, I've been the president just trying to grow and make sure we're being represented in the community mm -hmm. and we're helping the community as needed. So, Excellent. So congratulations to you Thank also you. on being the first woman um, to hold that position. Uh, obviously, we are very familiar with Bishop Dudley mm -hmm. and your church, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. And so I clearly remember when he was the president and the work that he did, yes. and then I wasn't familiar with the transition, so I was so happy to find that mm -hmm. you were in that role, one, mm -hmm. as an Alpha Kappa Alpha woman, and then in the community where I live, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. even though I knew that the chapter was president, present, but I am a Silver Life member of the East St. Louis chapter of the NAACP because that is where I was born and raised, and that was my base when I was in elected office, and it's still my base now. I mean, that is where my a lot of my family still lives, and I do community service, work, and all kinds of things in my yes, city. And as we all know from President Politics, I put on for my city. So yes, from do. from 
the beginning to the end. So I will always be 40th and State Street. So, well, thank you both for coming on. Let's get into what nationally, what the NAACP is doing. I know we mentioned off, uh, off camera that there have been some monumental changes that have been forever and then to make things, I, I would assume, more inclusive or um, just to bring things more current and up to date with the culture and then on the statewide level and then locally in your chapters because again, I know you all are out there pounding the pavement daily, particularly in the area of voter registration and voter mobilization, which is so important. A lot of people are like, oh, well, it's not an election year. People need to understand and nobody understands better than the boots on the ground or people that were on the ballot, that it cannot be an election year type of thing. It has to be an everyday kind yes. of thing, an every month kind of thing, an every year kind of thing. Stacey Abrams did not do what she did only in election season. Mm -hmm. 200,000 unregistered voters <laughs> in Georgia did not come about in 20. Right. And so these are the types of things that we want to promote and encourage here on the platform because so many people just kind of, oh, the election is over. Oh, the yard signs right. went down. Oh, my my mailbox is empty. Thank God. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep that same energy. So please let us know what the NAACP is doing. Well, first I want to say to you that you're right. You're a member of the East St. Louis branch, and you are a hard worker, and I've watched you work. I've enjoyed it. Um, I Actually, I modeled myself after a few things because you bring in lots of youth memberships. You've done that many times. <laughs> and because you. we work really hard for the youth, I think that's a great thing to do. So I want to say thank you. Thank and we, you. Can, we hope to continue to have a good relationship. I'm going to defer to second vice president on just starting at the maybe at the national level. National level, sure. And then we can go. Yeah, at the national level, there isn't one specific thing we're focused on. Mm -hmm. Things are changing daily, and so the focus can shift within minutes. And so anything that's going on on the national level that's impacting our community, the community of color, then we, NAACP National, is getting involved, making statements, making their presence known. That trickles down to the local level, depending on what's going on in your community. And in the local level, <coughs> pardon me, some things that are happening national may not be happening locally. Absolutely. Recently, with the, uh, with the officers, I believe that was in Tennessee, with the beating of the young man. So that trickled down to my community because I'm building or have built relationships with the police community. So I have bi-weekly, bi-monthly meetings with the police chiefs in O'Fallon, Fairview Heights, uh, Shiloh, and as far as away as Centralia. Because wow. as we have those meetings, their common theme is we don't want this happening in our backyard. Absolutely. How do we prevent this from happening? And one of the things that we and they have done, and back in 2000, was it 2014 with Michael Brown, the Illinois State NAACP and the Chiefs of Police came together and they wrote the 10 Sheriff Principles these are things that police should be policing, that should be going on in their departments. And some of the uh, principles are simple, and you would think common sense, and I'll just read one of them if you don't mind. And it says, we value the life of every person and consider life to be the highest value. You would be, think that would be common sense, but sometimes it isn't. And so with these principles, 
they incorporate this into their policies and procedures. So we don't just sign on a document, we incorporate this and we practice these policies. Awesome. And so on the national level, I would love for everyone to know the very important change mm -hmm. that you said recently came about. So that way we can know that. Mm -hmm. Sure. Recently, uh, the NAACP National revised their vision and mission statement. And the mission statement reads, if you don't mind, our mission is to achieve equality, political rights, and social inclusion by advancing policies and practices that expand human and civil rights, eliminate discrimination, and accelerate the well-being, education, and economic security of black people and all persons of color. And it's important to note black people. The previous mission statement said colored people. people. Mm -hmm. We have evolved where we say black, black people. people now, and I think that's very important. It is very important um, because for me, and then you all can, of course, elaborate. When I hear colored, it's almost like a trigger. Mm -hmm. It it because I'm not, I just laid my 95-year-old grandmother to rest who passed away from Alzheimer's just recently. From certain generations, that might not be a trigger mm -hmm. because that's the condition or the conditioning or that was just kind of how people were raised. We, we know that sometimes we are raised in things or cultures that may or may not be good, and, but it's a hard transition away from those things. Um, and so, but for someone who's, you know, 45 and, and under to hear colored, for me, if someone were to call me colored, that would be an issue for me. And so I think that that is very important to transition to um, better terminology because it's just time. That's just putting it simply. And so to be able to say black people or African-American people or people of color or communities of color, one, it's more inclusive, right? And then um, at the same time, it takes a lot of the stigma off because some people took great pride in calling us colored and other things. So mm -hmm. what is your take on how important that is? It's really important to me. Mm -hmm. um, I like to say black. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel proud, mm -hmm. and I want it to be known that's who I'm representing. I do mm -hmm. say that we represent people of color, because we do. Absolutely. But primarily black people. Mm -hmm. And I think, it, I don't know, a while back, it may have been um, to utilize black was, was too bold. But I... I I'm okay with being bold. I'm okay with saying it out loud. You are, and <laughs> so, I love it. <laughs> so I want to say black, and I will mm -hmm. say African-Americans, that's who we are, but we're black people, and that's who we're representing. And if you need help and you're a person of color, come to us, and, and we help people. Absolutely. So we don't want, we, we fight against discrimination, period. And so, uh, but yes, I stand strong on it. I'm a black woman representing black people. That's right. And you are part of a black Greek letter organization and you yes. are part of an association, like you said, that represents black people. And I think as a community um, and particularly as black women, as the three of us sit here, 
I am 100% behind what you just mm-hmm. said. Just loud and proud, okay? Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think mm-hmm. for so many years, it, it wasn't okay. What did you say? Mm-hmm. It's it's bold. Yes. It's, it's pride. And I think for so long, we were put in a position where we couldn't be bold. We couldn't be proud. We're tiptoeing into it or mm-hmm. just kind of, we didn't want to push the envelope. But you know, what's wrong with pushing the envelope? You know, opening it up wide up, you know, open and, and say what we're thinking. Uh, I believe in being respectful and tactful. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that uh, we have to advocate and speak up for ourselves and for those that can't speak up for themselves. Absolutely. I know I say all the time, if I'm, if I'm nothing, I'm an advocate. Yes. And so whether it is for children, whether it's in the courtroom, whether it's, you know, for people who can't afford counsel or people um, in my current position in, in the prison population. And it advocacy is key. Yes. And I believe that that is something that the NAACP is. It's an agency. It's an organization for advocacy. So. In your particular chapters and in your capacities, what are some of the things that you all are advocating for currently? Well, I will go ahead. Mm-hmm. In, in East St. Louis, and I think I failed to mention that East St. Louis branch encompasses the Cohea Heights area. Mm-hmm. It encompasses uh, Belleville, which I've had an opportunity to meet with the council. And I was ha- happy to do that and uh, well-received. Um, but what we work to do is uh, try to be proactive and not just reactive. Mm-hmm. That is one of the ways we are moving forward. We are trying to be uh, more visible in the community mm-hmm. and impactful. So we're not just trying to do something. We're trying to make something happen and move the pendulum so that it's positive for our community. So uh, right now, we, or we just finished the, the election and we had a couple of forums. One, we led as a branch. And the second one, we supported as a branch because the youth led it. Mm-hmm. And it, wasn't, it was just a um, collaboration of youth. And we were happy to support them. And so we had really good forums and good turnouts. And it's been growing. It's been something we've been doing, you know, over the last few years, and it's just been growing and growing, and the community's taking heed to it, and social media is helping. Mm-hmm. So I think it really did help. Um, you know, sometimes you think you already know who's going to win, but you didn't know the candidates. You didn't know where they were coming from. Absolutely. And so it could be, um, you know, potential for future opportunities. Uh, but that's that's our biggest thing that we've done in most recent time. But uh, in the next week, we will be hosting our ACTSO mm-hmm. program, and that's where we highlight youth talents. And the talents are a wide range, um, from sculptures to um, doing videos to drawing, singing, dancing, um, oratoricals. It, it's limitless. And uh, even uh, probably um, creations of and a, a patent, whatever you could, the, to, the youth has a talent for, they bring it forward and we have been highlighting it. Mm-hmm. So AXO next week on April, April 22nd. Okay, so again, my area is different for me. St. Louis, the demographics are different. The needs are different. Um, we have, I looked at some numbers, 
So did you know I'm an accountant, so I love numbers. <laughs> so I looked at some numbers regarding the voting, and we have a large percentage of the African-American black individuals registered to vote in the area. That isn't a big priority. We do register people, but that isn't a big push. My priority is to try to get black people to run for office in the area that we're living in. So most people push back, but that's something that I'm advocating for. That's my personal passion. And another thing that I'm working on is, again, I'm working with local banks. And these banks come to my attention because of something that they're not doing, that they should be doing, such as lending to the black communities or redlining. And what ends up happening, I end up sitting on these banks' advisory boards. Okay. That's what I'm doing is advise them on how to reach out to the African-American community. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. how to, some training, teaching, what you need to do. If you want to go into business, what do you need to do? How do you get a business loan? Those are some of the things that I'm doing. Also, another piece, and I keep shifting back to the police because I think it's very important. Um, and I was speaking to a gentleman recently. He works at Harris Stowe. And when I talk to the police chiefs in the area, their common theme is, how do we get black men or black people to apply for uh, the police department? Mm -hmm. And so I spoke with him, and he's going to get me in front of the student body at Harris Stowe. And I'm going to bring a couple of the police chiefs with me, and they can give their you know, information to them. But with me standing there as a black woman, that gives them a little bit more credibility about, okay, it's a good thing. Maybe you want to talk to these police chiefs. Maybe it could be an option for you, a career for you. So those are my advocacies. Yeah. And all of those are very important because as you stated, there is, you know, the voter piece, right? And then as you stated, there is the um, police piece or not necessarily, but criminal justice reform in mm -hmm. general. Then, of course, the financial literacy and the things that go on in our communities that we need help with. And I know part of your national vision talks about equity. And I think a lot of times that is lacking greatly mm -hmm. in any of the things that you all just stated. Um, and so how can we as a community work on that glass ceiling? work on that corporate ladder, work on getting the, um, the finance that we need. What can we do to assist you both in the East St. Louis chapter and the O'Fallon chapter and then statewide and then across the country? What can we do? Because I think the challenge that so many people face is the equity. Mm -hmm. it, it, we don't have it. Like we've said, you know, a thousand times, 2% of all you know, lawyers in the country are black women. Only 3% are black men. Uh, there are so few, you know, black officers, depending on when you're at, right? If you're, we're not talking Chicago, we're not talking Atlanta, you know, we're talking the O'Fallons and the different other places that we are raising our children, right? And we're going to stores. And we love police officers here at Pros and Politics Podcast. My father-in-law was chief of police for many years. Outstanding man, outstanding department. My cousin, he is, of course, a black male, and he's about to retire with St. Louis County Police Department. And so that's not the issue. The issue is not the good police officers, and they far exceed the number of the, the ones that are not. But we are not blind to the fact that things go on every single day that should not be going on in many areas, lending, hiring, 
you know, policing, um, just a thousand different things. So how can we support what you all are doing um, to, to support the movement? First, education is important. Mm -hmm. But in order to support us, and it's, you know, it's not like I'm asking for members, but membership is important. Mm -hmm. There are so many black people out in the world with so many different talents. Mm -hmm. And we need people to bring those talents to us. When you say the name NAACP, that opened doors. A lot of people doesn't realize that, but when I started knocking on doors in O'Fallon and Fairview Heights and Shiloh, doors were open because I said NAACP. Okay. And that's how I developed those relationships. But we need people that, with those talents to come in and help us to work within the communities. We need to start educating our youth at a very early age. As President Boyd says, she has a youth chapter. I just recently was chartered for a youth chapter. And again, finance is one of my passions. So it's important to me that we teach these young people at an early age so they can start breaking that ceiling, that glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. so. And in East St. Louis area, equity and education, we, all of us, for the most part, are people of color in the East St. Louis, Cahokia Heights areas. Absolutely. And of course, again, we do um, branch out Beverly Heights and cross over with, with uh, well, Belleville and cross over to Beverly Heights. But the main thing that we try to do, and of course we're kind of in a line, uh, is educate and provide opportunities. So when I'm saying I'm trying to advocate, I'm not trying to advocate for people that look like me to do what they need to do so that we can give them an opportunity, you know, to advance themselves. So uh, when it comes to the jobs, that's a big deal. So we, we push black business initiatives. Mm -hmm. And so that's a collaboration between the Panhellenic Council and the NAACP. We actually, I just visited Phillips 666 uh, Refinery, and it was a black employment uh, network. Okay. It was about trying to get people, this is Alton, Wood River, Roxana, Illinois area. And people of color can work there, but they don't know about it. It's like the best kept secret. And it was an awesome presentation. Uh, I was there with the members from the Urban League, the Alton mayor, first black okay. mayor. And it was just a great opportunity. And then there are some other opportunities that have come to the branch where people are talking about their jobs out there. So again, we want to um, provide an opportunity for individuals who think there's nothing there for them, and not just for the job, but we're gonna get you ready for the job. So again, much like um, Vice President, and I referred, she's my second Vice President of the state, uh, mentioned about the youth. We want the youth to get ready. So if we're talking about finances, I'm a little bit, um, I lean towards parliamentary procedures and how to run a meeting and have this children, you know, have themselves in order so they can take care of business mm -hmm. and move forward that way. So I think that it's baby steps. And again, I'm new to the game, I'm not new to leadership. And so with that being said, I just, I'm branching us out to try to touch on many things. You talk about equity in East St. Louis and Cahokia area, we have some issues about uh, the flooding. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And what happens if I'm flooded out? How soon can we get some finances? And so they had they had some people, um, FEMA and some other agencies come in and speak to the community about opportunities to um, be able to either get bought out or to um, to repair, you know, clean up, but it's expensive. And so uh, I've gone to some meetings talking more and more about the floodplain and, and different opportunities and ways to meet people where they are. And so that's, that's an ongoing uphill battle, but it is something that we do have a, a crew of people that are supporting us on that. But like you both said, and this is just a, a perfect example, both of you have shown the distinction between the needs in your mm-hmm. individual communities. Mm-hmm. And that's what people really need to understand. What is needed in O'Fallon, it can be what's needed in East St. Louis, but a lot of times it's not. And right. so to be able to understand that your role as president is very different from your role right. as president, because a lot of times people get angry or upset, but here we go back to that education piece being able to inform people mm-hmm. that I'm not really having a FEMA conversation <laughs> in O'Fallon, okay? Um, I'm not really having a voter registration conversation in O'Fallon. I'm not really having, you know, the police officer conversation in East St. Louis because the majority of our officers look like us and most mm-hmm. of them are from this community. Right. So it's so important because a lot of times people are like, well, why aren't you doing, so? well, that, there are lanes in life, right. and that's not my lane. And if so many people can learn to stay in the lane, <laughs> then we will have a lot less offense, mm-hmm. a lot less confusion, and a lot less animus between people. And to be able to understand that you're getting up every day, both of you, and you are operating in your community in ways that best serve your community. And just giving people grace to be able to do that. What did you say? You're new to this. You know, you've been in this for a while and building relationships takes time. Like, what did you say? NAACP, it opens up a door, but it doesn't always open wide in the beginning. We know that. Correct. It sometimes it's a crack and you got to keep knocking and you Mm got to keep inching Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. and you don't go in like a bull in a china cabinet. You go, what did you say? (laughs) Professionally, you go in with an amicable spirit Mm -hmm. because everybody's not open to those conversations, but I believe, I'm like you, would you say, oh no, we gonna have a conversation. Like I believe in having hard conversations because if not, they'll never be had. And if you do it from the right space, you can still have a hard conversation with a chief of police. You can still have a hard conversation with the bank president. You can still have a hard conversation with that woman who you know she is not registered to vote and you're knocking on her door like, hey, can we get you registered? Because it really is important. And a lot of people don't understand the importance. And again, education. The importance of being able to vote and that your vote counts and that your vote matters. Because if it didn't, they wouldn't fight so hard to keep you from voting. Like, again, but it takes time. Mm -hmm. Rome wasn't built in a day. But the two of you are building, and I love it. And that's why you're here today, to let the community know, to let our listening and viewing audience know how you're building. And as black women, and as the first black women, (laughs) and, you know, and just one with a super fiery spirit, you know, and then one that's like, I'm fiery. You know, I'm fiery, okay? (laughs) Don't mistake it, you know. Um, 
And I just, I just love it. So how, I know we talked about membership. So how can we, how can our listening and viewing audience across the country, because we're, we are talking about a movement from state to state across the country. It's needed everywhere. And there's an NAACP everywhere. If it's not in your backyard, then it's somewhere and you can find that chapter and you can get involved. And I know that membership, like you said, is extremely important. So how do we become members of the NAACP if we're not already <laughs> Silver Life members of the NAACP? There are several ways. Uh, you can reach out to your local NAACP branch. And my members carry membership you know, cards with them saying, here, if you want to join here, fill out this form. But also you can go to the national website, naacp.org, and you can find membership there. And put in your zip code and it will let you know your uh, local NAACP branch and you can join that way. And membership is $30 per year. You have the option to become a lifetime member, $750. Mm-hmm. And you can pay that over 10 years, $75 in 10 years. And then what you're a silver member, I believe, is that the lifetime, I silver believe? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. silver yeah. life. Yeah. So yeah, reach out to your local NAACP uh, branch or go online and it will lead you to the local branch in your area and join there. Because we need, we need people to get involved. You may have a passion that you may think your branch isn't addressing. Go and talk to that branch. Join that branch. There you go. And then, for, and I'm gonna give you an example. With my branch, I had a young lady, her passion is scholarships. She's an AKA also. I said, okay, well you start the scholarship committee. Make it happen. She did. We're giving out scholarships now. So whatever your passion is, talk to your branch, talk to your branch president, mm-hmm. and maybe it can be happen. You can make it happen at that branch. So. And so, of course, membership is the same. But for East St. Louis, what we've tried to do is make it easier for individuals because nationally they'll pay membership and we... we don't get to track it the same way. So in order for us to track a little bit better, we know who our members are, we are, um, we can keep track better of how many are coming in, youth, adults. East St. Louis has a website, and if you go to www.naacpestlouis.org, you can actually pay your membership online with us through what we refer to as Zephy. Okay, through and a portal. And it'll come okay. to East St. Louis, and we will submit our memberships, and that way we are tracking it just a little bit better and able to communicate with our people. Actually, we just had a, a membership orientation for the first time that I've ever known us to do it. I saw that because I get all the emails. Because <laughs> when I tell you the, the level of communication, it's stellar. Like, if you have Thank email you. and you check your email at all, the East St. Louis chapter of the NAACP keeps you up to date Thank you. with those email posts. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to sit on all the information. I don't, you know, I don't want to be the keeper of all knowledge. So when I get it, I try to share it out. Absolutely. And so our branch secretary is really good at that. But that is one of the ways going on to our website to get your membership going. Mm-hmm. And then don't be like me because I paid dues for years and I, I just was a member. And I proudly said I was a member until it, the light went off and I said, I need to be a working member. Mm-hmm. I know better, so I'm doing better. Mm-hmm. And so I'm asking that individuals come out and join one of the local branches and then join a committee mm-hmm. because we need you on the committee. If you're gonna be boots on the ground, you have to have people to wear Absolutely. the boots. And so we have multiple committees and I've 
activated several. We had some, but again, I'm not just a, uh, this is my name, this is my title person. I'm about moving the pendulum and doing some work. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be on the education committee, get on it. I tell, I, I'm an educator by trade, so mm -hmm. I tend to teach a little bit as I go along, and I said, well, you know, in order to have a committee, you need at least three people or more, right? So that one person is not going to be the one mm -hmm. committee person. You, you're, the, you're the president of, or the chairperson, and you're the member, and you... It's too much. Right. So we're trying to spread the love around, and so I've acti activated the education committee, uh, the legal regress committee, uh, so that we can try to address some issues that are coming before us as best we can. We're working on it. So I just want people to know we're working on it. It's a work in progress. Uh, we have, of course, the communications committee and the membership is always activated. And the political action is, is our stellar uh, Absolutely. committee right now. And then we have our youth committee. So we're just really trying to get them going. But we need bodies, people. And if we want to make a difference, then we need to come together and try to make a difference. And that's the only way to truly make a difference, because what did you say? When you are an army of one, mm -hmm. what real battle are you going to win, <laughs> right? So it's strength in numbers. Mm -hmm. And if as individuals, as women, as communities of color, as any community, right? Because we all need to be better and do better as humans, right? Because we're all humans and we all need to be able to work and live together, which is why the NAACP is an organization for change because what we want as communities of color are what anyone should want. Mm -hmm. And because we are men and women, human beings, then we deserve everything, all the greatness and the wonderfulness and all the advantages and whatever. We all want that. And so to be able to get to that point like you said, the conversations have, be, have to be had, the doors have to be knocked on, and the connections have to be made mm -hmm. that you all are making on a daily basis. And so we just want everybody to go to the website, to your website. I don't care if you were in Atlanta. I don't care if you're in L.A. <laughs> I don't care if you were in Kankakee. Wherever you are, then you need to be joining a, a chapter of the NAACP. And not just joining, because, of course, the, the, the membership is good and, and the, the revenue that it brings obviously goes to amazing <laughs> opportunities. However... What did you say? You need people. Mm -hmm. You need the people to be able to do the work. Exactly. And so I am just so grateful that you all came today. You all gave us a wealth of information. Um, I wanted people to see you. I wanted them to see your faces. I wanted them to hear your voices because they're, oh, I got to, oh, I finally have a face to put with the name, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Yes. And again, everyone knows your chapter, right? Everyone doesn't. And Correct. so we are Correct. we are going to work with both of you mm -hmm. for even more people to know you and for even more people to know you. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to Pros and Politics Podcast joining with you in efforts. Um, yes. We love voter registration. It, it's that former politician in mm -hmm. me. And here we go with the first woman to do it and the first person of color to do it. Even in my current position, um, serving the people of the state of Illinois and the prison population, the men and women that are incarcerated, the first woman and the first person of color to even do that. And so we want to continue as women and as people of color to crash those ceilings, mm -hmm. to climb those ladders. And to be in a position to be able to help people. Mm -hmm. Correct. And we have to do that. Yes. Will you all come back? Of course. Of course. Yes. Yay. Yes. We would love to come back. 
that'll be great because as you all push out initiatives, yes. we want to support that. Yes. So we'll be so happy for you to come back and tell us all about what you're doing. And again, we'll work together to get Thank that done. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having us. Yes. And we look forward to uh, future opportunities and collaboration with you and other organizations in the community. Thank yes. you. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in today to Pearls and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and you'll join us again next week. But in the meantime, please like, love, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.